Welcome to What's Really Good Podcast, another edition tonight. We got a bunch of interesting topics to talk about tonight. It's been a lot of bullshit that's been going on the last couple of days, last couple of months, but really the last couple of days. They're talking about opening up the, the state again. I want to know what y'all think. If it's too early, if it's too soon, if it's overdue, what are they doing? Are they doing the right thing by opening up the state? starting the first round, May 15th, for, for I think it's like for essentials, and then the, the, the first is another round, and the third is for like gyms and beaches and shit like that. So, Kalen, what you think about them opening up the, the state? Well, last time I checked, they were talking about extending the stay-at-home order to July. So I'm getting mixed reports as far as California now, other places in the in the world is talking about opening up as far as California itself. I believe that they're talking about extending the stay-at-home order to at least July. It's not official, but that's what they're talking about. Right, because the last time I checked, you know, it was uh, still the phase thing. I heard the rumors about the extension, but it hasn't become official. But what was official yeah. was the order of, you know, them opening it up, so... You know, just want to know know what you thought about that. Kim, what you think about them opening up? It's Ken here? I don't believe Ken's in here. Ken ain't no. Ken ain't no. Uh-huh. Taz, what you think about them opening up the, the states? Man, look, I just traveled four states, right? Yep. From California. So I went through uh, Arizona. Went through uh, New Mexico, I think, and Texas. I ended up in Texas, and then I got here. Nay, they not taking it serious, no. Like, I think it's, I, I don't know. I don't want to say it, but it's like a, is it a hoax? Is it real? Because if it's so real and so many people was dying, why would they open it up so fast? they like in a rush to open the shit up. So, I don't know. I traveled. Uh, I see a lot of people not really taking it too seriously. Even out here, like, it's just a different, it's different. Like, they got to stay at home order. They got stuff closed down. Certain stuff is not open. But at the same time, in the hood, like, you go to the hood, you go down the street, you go this way, then this motherfucker's out. So I just think a lot of people are just not really taking it serious. And the government probably just like, hey, shit, they're going to stay out. They're going to be outside anyway. So what the hell can we do? They can't stop it. Everybody's still hanging out. <laughs> That's an interesting point. You know, uh, you know, a lot of people haven't been taking it serious. And, you know, I, even out here in California, you see people at the beaches, you see people still, you know, throwing parties, doing stripper parties, all type of stuff. So, Jaquette, what's your, what's your thoughts on it? Man, um, I, I would just say, I think it really depends on the business now. I, I just think that, um, if a business has a plan that can bring, I guess, security to its clientele, then open it back up. Like, um, that's, that's just the way I, I see it. I mean, germs is all over the place. Like, and I, I know it's, it killed, it's killing a lot of people, but, um, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't think it's as big as it is, 
Um, now me, I'm still quarantined and I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you know, I'm with, have my mask and everything like that. But if if the numbers of deaths are dropping and you kind of sort of got a blueprint for your business, I know 24 hours switched up they flow. Um, they they they're making you go through the app and reserve your spot now, and then it's like. Not everybody can go in at one time, so that you gotta reserve your spot. You got like thirty minutes to an hour, and then you gotta get out. And then they're gonna send the next wave of people in in the next hour, you know. So that's what I think. I just think it's it, it, it's on the business. If if they're gonna open things back up, or if everything should still be closed, and if it's like that, I mean, like State of Brothers, Bonds, and stuff like that. They didn't never close their doors. Yeah, those are essentials, you know, grocery stores and everything. Me, I personally don't think they should. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm, I'm fine with it with it being extended because of just the safety part. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't really, really taking it that serious at first either, but it's definitely a real thing going. And I just think that they should just go ahead and extend it until, you know, we don't need it no more. You know, Mike Flex, Mike Flex, what's up, buddy? What's up, dog? Yo. What you, what you think? Um, look, we had a couple restaurants or like buffet type restaurants that closed. See, those type of establishment might not come back. Like buffet style restaurants like uh, Steak and Stern or some shit and some other restaurants, some big time restaurants. I think, yeah, we're going to have to move forward, but we have to be responsible. Certain businesses won't come back, in my opinion. Mm. What I'm saying, the close proximity type establishments, I mean, the takeouts, you know, that's good. But those type of family type of, uh, uh, what's it called, cast and carols or, uh, you know, uh, the buffets, those type, of those type of restaurants where you can get a, a good meal with the family for a low, you know, budget type of deal. I think that's, that's gone. That's out of the gate. So I'm, I'm kind of worried. Um, it's a 50-50 thing. 50% of the population is going to wear the mask. 50% of the population ain't. And that's just how you got to do with it. So um, what we got to figure out is that let's not discriminate against those who wear the mask. And let's not discriminate against those who don't wear the mask. That's how I leave it. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. You know, it's definitely, we definitely have to take the necessary steps in order to stop this thing from spreading. You know, leading to my next my next subject is uh, sports. They talk about bringing up sports back and, and playing games with no fans. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to imagine games with no fans. So, you know, Jaquette, what you think about games with no fans, man? Could you imagine watching a, a, an NBA game with no fans? Nah, nah, man. I, no. I, at the end of the day, it's their, it's their job. I don't think they play basketball just to play against each other and have no no fans or anything. Just imagine having an NBA Finals and it's just you and the other team. Like, how are you really going to celebrate? I, I think it goes back to, like, the other question you asked. I think the NBA should just wait until they have a format that will – uh, allow the fans to be comfortable being in there. 
you know. So I, I, I it's like me going to work and ain't no customers walking in. You know how boring that is. <laughs> like, like you're just sitting there all day. You're getting paid, but man, nah. That's gonna yeah. be boring. Yeah, I feel you on that. It's, it's uh, my thing is you know with basketball or NBA especially, home court advantage has a lot to do with the fans. And that home court advantage can determine the outcome of a series pretty much. So without the fans, I think it's a complete – it's like a pickup game. So, you know, Kalen, what do you think? Would you disagree or agree with that? Uh, I disagree. If you ever hear – you hear about the legendary private, private gym runs. And, and a lot of the players rave to their, their private gym runs that they go through that nobody gets to see, you know what I'm saying? And that, to me, is like they don't need fans to be competitive. Now, the home court advantage is going to be eradicated. So they're, all the games are played. So... Basically, there won't be no more home court advantage. It'll be more like March Madness NCAA tournament, where it's held in locations, and there is no home court advantage. Best team win. So competitively, we might see the most competitive basketball that we've ever seen with no fans. Oh, no. I'm going to have to shut you off on that one. (laughs) The most competitive without the fans? Nah, nah, I think you need that for the fans to go ahead and give you that boost. That This ain't the NCAA, this is the NBA, and that's not the NBA way to have a NCAA tournament. You know, you need a, a seven-game series with a home and road. This would, if, if this is how it's going to be, it has to be an asterisk next to whoever wins this next championship. Mike Flex, what do you think that. about it? The asterisk is going to be here on out, fam. You do what I'm saying until, like, maybe – I give it a couple years, swear to God, because, like I say, it's going to be 50-50. You got a stadium with 50,000 seats, 25,000 people going to show up. Would that be conducive to the owner of the stadium to keep them doors open if you got to keep paying those overheads? Or is he going to do some, you know, virtual reality type shit where motherfuckers <laughs> put a ga- goggles on their head and sit in the living room and act as if? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then be right there. I mean – what we're talking about is straight change of culture right now. You think what I'm saying? Like, what we used to doing, are we going to go back to that? I don't think, like, we can still, like, like he said, it's going to be straight up competitive. It won't be the, 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 the stay at home, none of that. It's going to be straight down the middle because the fans is going to be straight down the middle. You think what I'm saying? They're not going to be able to – oh, Jordan ain't coming to town, so – you know, I'm a fan. I'm a straight up fan based upon skill set and whatever they can give me. I'm going to take the fans are going to take whatever they can give them. So. OK, OK, I got you. I got you. Ken, what you think about this? We getting all type of different, you know, uh, how people are looking at it. Everybody looking at it different pretty much. So what you think about it? Well, for me, I think it's definitely um, it's not going to be a watch for the novice basketball fan. Um, the pressure of the, the fans weighing on just the referees can be a lot more fundamental. Um, and it might be a little bit more injury prone too. Um, because again, the refs can really look at it objectively. And you I don't can't tell you I'm wrong. 
Keep going. No, my train of thought was derailed. Can y'all see me? <clears throat> nope. All right, just go to the ne next question. I'll figure it out. All right. Yeah, so I wanted to get your thoughts on this, Tez. What you think about, you know, playing ball without no fans in the NBA in particular? Man, that's going to be some bullshit basketball. I don't care what nobody say. Man, without no fans, like, Nigga, if you want to go play basketball, your mama in the in the, in the stands. Are you, is you gonna play the same? I think it's not gonna be as much. It's not gonna be as much joy to play. Like that's what they do it for. They get paid to play for the fans. I so whoever was saying that's gonna be uh, no, 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 no. There's not no game without the fans. Period. <laughs> period. Point blank. No game. <laughs> Period, point blank. It's, uh, you know, I think that the U.S. With the, with the global pandemic thing that's going on right now, it's been the first time where pretty much all of the nation has kind of been on, been on the same page. The first time in history, you know what I mean? Everybody did, went, on, went on lockdown and together in unison. But Germany, you know, has uh, taken some steps and opened them back up. You know, they call it bold steps, you know, but, but the, the steps that you, the U.S. is following, you know, the three-step phase where it's going to take the essentials, then the other businesses, then the beaches and the gyms and stuff like that. Germany was on that first. So, Caitlin, what do you think about Germany taking those steps up to open up? Well, I haven't researched the numbers as far as how bad the virus has impacted Germany know the difference between their setting and arms, but the fact that somebody's leading the way in the answer is a positive thing because until somebody gets out and actually do, does something and deals with it, the real circumstances, we won't have any more to go through and everything will be hypothetical. So I applaud Dermy for leading the way and, and actually having the, the presence of mind to get out there and try some of these things to implement and not just talk. Mm. Facts. I hear you. I hear you. Well, you know, referring back to the article written on the Politicking Network on the WordPress that uh, Ken, Ken Williams wrote. Ken, what you think about that? I think it might have set precedent. So it was a lot, it was a, Germany was amongst. They were all pretty comparable in, in all the cases, but Germany had the least fatalities. So the chancellor pretty much took allegiance upon his back and just pretty much opened it up. I mean, I think it was a pretty much, I think it was pretty much a good go. Um, a, lot of the, um, a lot of the neighboring countries, they obviously, they, they thought the contrary. They didn't want that to happen, but their numbers were a large bit higher in fatalities, but the number of cases were comparable. So uh, I think it was a good go. I mean, I've been doing some more research and the numbers are still dropping in Germany. Last I checked. So, yeah. Got you, got you, got you. Rob, you with us? Rob there? No, Rob? All right, all right. Mike, Mike Flex, what you think about that, man? I want to hear your thoughts. I'm scared, G. I am freaking scared because I'm looking on the script as you guys are talking. 
and the the first thing came up was grade schools. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like preschools and grade schools opening up. And then, okay, that's cool. But gee, what 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 just happened in New York City? Like last week, they got a new strain of this stuff that's killing these kids, or you know, what I'm saying new strain of this 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 business. So I, I'm skeptical on it. Ultimately, somebody got to be the scapegoat. Somebody got to be the guinea pig, and somebody got to you know sit that way because living like how we're doing right now is not obviously the answer. So, more power to the uh, Germans. I was going to say the Jews, but more power <laughs> to the Germans. <laughs> I salute y'all. You let me know how that worked out for y'all. And then, you know what I'm saying, in 14 days, we can holler. <laughs> well, you know what, man? That's, that's pretty much a, a you know, yeah. standard. I, I just feel, you know, they had the, the <laughs> fatal cases. So, of course, they would be, you know, first to take those steps. So, you know, moving right along, the Jordan documentary, that has been – something that everybody's been talking about, you know, I guess to solidify Mike as the GOAT after you watch it, you just feel Mike Mike is so much better than everybody. I haven't watched it all yet, but, I've, you know, I've been doing a lot of studying and getting other people's opinions. So Isaiah Thomas, one of Jordan's nemesis, ranked him as the fourth best player he's played against. I'm not a Jordan fan, but I'm going to call Isaiah Thomas full of shit. He lying, man. How you gonna sit up here and lie like that, man? Tez, would you please tell me what you think about that shit that you just heard? Hey, Isaiah. He just He don't like Jordan. They just got it's something, it's something in between them. I heard something on the radio. Uh Isaiah Thomas got mad at his nephew for wearing Jordan jersey during that time when they was playing against each other. Yeah, but he said his, his nephew was, didn't do it intentionally. But ever since then, he just never liked Jordan. They just always had something with each other. Watching, watching, you get to see, they show you all three. They show you, wait, they beat him twice. They beat Jordan twice. So that last time that he beat Jordan, beat, the, uh, beat, Isaiah and them, they didn't even shake their hand. They walked off the court. They walked off the court. Look, this is how mad they was. And that is, that is pure hate because he didn't even name who was better than Jordan, the three other players that was better than Jordan. I just think he's uh, he just dislikes Jordan. <laughs> Jordan so, so he just dislikes Jordan. Like, that's like a hater. Like, it's like, it's like a, it's like a, like a hater move. Like, yeah, and he goes on the court. Like, who's really better than Jordan, though? Kobe, but that's another topic. Um, Jaquette, Jaquette, what what you think about Isaiah Thomas saying that? I think he full of shit. What you think? <laughs> there is nobody better than Michael Jordan. Not no Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant modeled his game after Jordan. We're going to leave that there. But anyways, there is nobody better than Jordan. You would not start a franchise. That man is on some crack. He is on something real good. That man is a hater with a capital H. That man is on something. He hates Jordan with a passion. He is, he is big mad 
that he did not get on the dream team because if you ain't putting Jordan on the Mount Rushmore, if Jordan ain't your first draft pick, come on, man. man. And, and to go along with the whole him walking out and everything like that, I think in the documentary it was saying that um, Boston did it to um, them when they beat Boston. So it had it was like kind of a tradition that was already going on. So um, with him not shaking Jordan's hand, cool, whatever. You mad, you upset. All right, cool. Keep going, you know. But you don't put the man on the Mount Rushmore? You – no, no, you ain't – you – you all up in it because Jordan is the greatest of all times. You know what? I feel you on that, but this just reminds me of how much I can't stand Jordan fans because Jordan fans act like that man is a Jesus Christ himself. And, you know, I, I agree. Jordan has the best resume out of everybody, but these Jordan fans be going crazy with that. Oh, my what? God. Jordan is just so far from everybody else. Ken, I know who, you probably who, going to agree who with has this. A better, who has a better – Tell me, Ken, what you think about this? About the Isaiah Thomas situation, um, you know, I believe Michael Jordan is the best basketball player that's ever played, my personal opinion. But the bad boys did give Mike hell, though. And I think that people forget that. I think we want to we wanna fast forward to after the Bulls beat the Lakers. But Chicago went through a lot of rough patches, a whole lot of rough patches. Um, I think Isaiah Thomas was – that wasn't a basketball play. Um, but we still got to pay respects to him giving Jordan hell too, though. I think, we, I think we missed that. I think we missed it. The Bulls had to actually overcome the Pistons. I think people forget that. And Pistons were on the downward slope too. I mean, they were pretty much out of their prime. So that's all I got. Yeah, I agree with you. They did have to overcome the Pistons, but to Jordan's, you know, in Jordan's defense, when Jordan was losing, everybody wanted to get on Jordan about losing to the Celtics, losing to the Pistons, but Jordan didn't have no squad with him. He was with Scrubs, so what you expect him to do? So, you know, by the time he finally squatted up, y'all saw what happened. Kalen, what you think about it? I think that it all depends on who those three people are. Tell me who those three people are above Jordan for me to make the proper assessment. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to make a bold statement like that and not put the, but not name the names, then that right. makes it just stupid. You know what I'm saying? You're just talking out your ass. And that's how you. That's how we know you're an obvious hater. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's some real hater shit right there. But if he says, like, Kareem and uh, Larry Bird and Myself, because I don't know. I'm a firm believer in putting myself, myself over any nigga in this world. So you may not like it, but if he said, I'm a better player than Jordan, and he really felt like that, you got to respect it. So if he put Kareem and, you know what I'm saying, somebody else and himself over Jordan, then I could understand the statement of Jordan number four to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, yes and no. I could feel you if you can make that case. Isaiah Thomas cannot make that case for being better than Jordan. If, if he actually had the accolades and it was close, then I could see him picking himself. But as a man, you got to admit what another man's better than you at something. That make, in my opinion, I think you can't sit up here and lie about some shit. Like, you got to be real about it. 
Mike Flex. Mm -hmm. Lastly, what you think about? Yo, you got me on? Man, I think, of course, it's a hater, it's a hater statement. You know what I'm saying? Homie will say he, he's the third or fourth best and doesn't put no one above him. You know what I'm saying? He can, he can name any number of players. But besides all that, you know, I'm going to shit on this whole fucking conversation. Why is it that this cat that we love and is the number one player, why do people hate his fucking character? Do we have to throw this? Do, are, are we at the point where we have to throw the baby out with the bathwater? I heard there was a rumor that he had a $1,000 meal and left a $20 tip. <laughs> this is true. I give a fuck how many basketballs this guy can throw. You think what I'm saying? I don't know. I love the guy. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, it's a statement, but there's a lot of cats talk about his brothers. Like, yeah, besides the shoes, this motherfucker is fucked up in the mental. I mean, yeah, we've heard we heard the stories about Jordan, you know, off the court. But we was talking about, you know, we talking about on the court. Of course, we all know Jordan's asshole off the court. You know, I got to definitely, this next, Rob, Rob, I got to get your crazy thoughts on this. I already know you're going to say some wild shit. What you think about this? Hey, I'm not, bro. I'm, I'm going to just piggyback off what Caleb said. If if the other three players he named are Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and what, Julie, I don't know if I, did he play with Julius Irving? If he named those three, can we really be mad at Isaiah for naming those three over Mike? He played those three. That's again, I don't know if he played, but he played those three in a prime. He played Magic and Larry in a prime. So if the fact that he didn't name the other three makes it sound like a hater, it makes it sound like, well, nigga, name the other three if you think he ain't the best. But if he would have said something like Julius, again, Magic and Larry, you can't be mad at that, nigga, because I mean, Magic, Larry, and Julius at one point were the Michael Jordan of the league. So Again, if he would have named the other players, I wouldn't be so mad at the statement. So the fact that he didn't name the other players, yeah, it, it sounded like it sound like strictly hate to me. But, you know, I don't think Mike the best anyway, so fuck him. Team Isaiah, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You can always count on Rob to say some wrong shit. You know what I'm saying? I do. He's going to give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I personally think, you know, Mike unquestionably has the best resume. Um, I don't necessarily think that that he's the GOAT as far as skills. I think skill for skill. I think Kobe's skills are, are better than Mike's, and Kobe played in a tougher era as far as wing players than Mike's. That's just my opinion. But as far as accomplishment, Mike is the for sure number one player in league history. So, you know, we're going to get to that, that, whole, that whole debate later about that. But, you know, with this quarantine shit going on, it's giving us a lot of time to think, a lot of time to Netflix. You know what I'm saying? What's the best series that you guys have watched? It don't have to be Netflix, but a lot of them are on Netflix. For me, the best series I ever watched to this day is Breaking Bad. I just love the whole, how it started, how it ended, the whole journey. I want to know, Jaquette, what's the best series that you've watched? The best. You said, you said of, wait a minute, Breaking Bad? You talking about what the son? Where have you been? Listen, <laughs> I, I don't watch a lot of I don't watch a lot of movies or uh, TV or anything like that. But my show 
that if I went on Netflix and I wanted to binge watch, it's called Person of Interest. Yeah. So what uh, Person of Interest is, it's pretty much uh, a government takeover where the government uses street cameras, target cameras, and everything to spy on you on your everyday life. Mm. Pretty much what they're doing right now. Mm. You Using know what? your cell phone and all that. You know what? <clears throat> That's something that I saw 20 years ago with Enemy of the State, so I would definitely see a, love to see a, another series like that. You know what I mean? Uh, Mike Flex, since you want to you wanna shit on my Breaking Bad pick, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, what are you, what's your series? What you got? Son, don't, don't get crazy with me because I'm an a apocalyptic motherfucking person. I like to see how the shit ends. So right, anything right. with the world ending got me. So I think there's one, I think I wrote down Contaminant, but it's, it's based out of Atlanta, Georgia. A virus breaks out and they shut down this part in Atlanta, Georgia. It's, it's a current movie. And you just see how cats is trying to, you know, get shit from in and out. And the cop has his girlfriend locked on the inside and it's all black shit and it's some dope shit, contaminant. And it, it bugged me out because it's basically what the fuck we're going through right now. So I would say that one. Mm. And it's a TV it, show. It's a show. Yeah. Interesting. There's a lot of apocalyptic, you know, series. I, I <laughs> yeah. watch a lot of them, but, you know, The Walking Dead was popular for a minute. Uh, Ken, what, what you think? What you think about the whole series? I, I don't know if you, you watched into a, uh, enough uh, series, but based off what you watched so far, what you think is the best series that you watched? You know what? I have no answer, man. I'm really not into Netflix series. I'm really not even a TV dude, man, to be honest with you. I mean, Sports Center stuff like that, documentaries, but not really series. Can't keep my attention. I haven't found one to hear about them, but check them out a little bit. The interest ain't there. Yeah, that's a that's a popular answer. A lot of people don't really get a lot, a lot of time for TV or even interest in it. Just in this whole quarantine thing, you know, some been watching more TV than they than they have been able to mm-hmm. lately. Lately, Mike Flex, what you got? You got something else? And like, yeah, you gotta understand when you like watch a Netflix show or something. Like, if you watch a Netflix movie, it gotta take you like three times to watch it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you start it, and you get up and leave, or you fall asleep. So it's one of those, it's a process. It's not, it's not like, I'm going to sit down and, no, nah, it, it takes you years to finish. Like, so I understand your Breaking Bad situation. <laughs> yeah, Breaking Bad was dope. Man, I'll watch it again. Caitlin, you look, you look like somebody that would watch something dope. I want to I wanna know what you watch. Uh-oh. For me, it got to be The hundred. So it's about basically the end of the world happened and they they went up and lived on the space center for a hundred years because the world was contaminated from nuclear uh they had the World War Three where everybody dropped the nuclear bomb. So they lived up in space, but they were running out of oxygen. So and, and on the space station, if you commit any crime, you automatically get floated which means they just let your ass out in space and you die for any crime on the station. So they only did that to adults. So they had 100 kids that weren't 18 that were waiting to their 18th birthday to get floated. 
So because they were running out of oxygen, they sent them down to Earth to see if Earth was livable. But there were survivors on Earth, and it just turned into some whole crazy Hunger Games meets nigga Divergent meets motherfucking uh, everything, man. It's just a crazy-ass series, man. The 100. Check that out. The people that are done wrong in that in that movie remind me of the black people. The black people, them is black people in that movie. They send to send them out to die after they turn eighteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dang, that's crazy. That's crazy, man. Man, moving along, man. So this next one, it might, you know, we got a lot of tos- testosterone in us, so we gonna talk about the ladies for a minute. A woman's role in society. Once again, we referring back to an article written. On Can Chronicles, a woman's role, uh, a perception of a woman's role in society. Ken, elaborate on that. I gotta pull that up, brother. Come back to me. So many. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Chiquetti, up now. elaborate a woman's role. Um, for me personally, man, uh, a woman's role is whatever my wife wants her role to be. You know, I don't, I don't put no limitations on what she's able to do and what she can't do. Uh, she's, she's human like I am. And I just, I just feel that a woman should not be held down by a, by a role as in, Oh, you supposed to just be a stay at home mom or, Oh, you supposed to wash the kids or you supposed to wash the dishes or you supposed to do X, Y, and Z. Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that you get your ass up and you wash the dishes. And you, 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 that's just how I think. I think a woman's role is allow her to dream and have a voice and um, do what she, she wants because uh, for so many years we, we done and we do what we want. Mm, interesting, interesting. Taz, Taz, what you think about the perception of a role, a woman's role, you know, in society? Man, now, shit, you see the woman roll, shit, they boss chicks, they got, shit, nine businesses and shit now, like, you feel me, like, like, so the woman is, the woman is very powerful now, like, so it's like, it's for, it's for, now it's for our role, it, it's like, you shouldn't even be asking us what the woman role is, the woman, shit, woman is doing their fucking thing, like, they do whatever they want now, like, it's not like back in the day where they didn't have a lot of opportunities. So the woman is like, shit, do, do you, you get you a queen? Nigga, she, nigga, her role is whatever she wanted to be, really. She going to do it. They do. They boss. They like the, the women are different from the women back then. Like they was more acceptable of any type of nigga, like what, regardless of their role. Now, like what they roles in, in life, like shit. Your your wife might be the president or some shit. There's no limits to what they can do. There is a, a a perception though that you know a woman is supposed to do a certain thing. You know, of course, dating back to the old days, especially you know years ago in the Bible days. You know, all the the women were the one that stayed at home and did everything. But you know, perception has been changed by by some of the you know the feminist groups, and a lot of things have been changing with the laws over the years. Rob. I want to know what you think. You gonna give me some wild shit? Uh, why? Why I gotta be the wild one, man? I'm the, <laughs> I'm the, I'm the sensible one, man. I, I'm, I agree with Cortez and him. I think it's crazy that you're asking us what a woman's uh, role is today, because like they said, nigga, it's 
it's 2020. It's hoes making a hundred thousand off their OnlyFans. They putting their pussy on live and making a thousand dollars. They making it work. Like these these women out here are, and I'm, these women out here are taking their life into their hands. They're not waiting for no nigga no more. If they were waiting for a nigga, they'll drop a nigga quick. Like these women are different. They ain't like our moms and grandmas where you gonna catch them in the kitchen cooking and that's it. No, these women out here bossing the fuck up. Half these females I know are homeowners, nigga, making a hundred thousand a year off of just random shit. I I got a homegirl who just started her OnlyFans with her feet, nigga, and she was already making money, and she already now she making another twenty, thirty thousand just off. You know what I'm saying? You never know. Like these women are doing whatever it takes for them to not have a nigga, really. Like, they're trying to X this out as quick as possible, my nigga. They do not need us no more. And they're trying to show us, we don't need you niggas. So it's like asking us, like, what's a woman's role? Like, Well, no, I, that, I that's the, the question isn't what's a woman's role. It's the perception of a woman's role in society. So, you know, I'm not asking you what it is. It's just a, it's oh, a certain okay. perception. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, what is the world looking woman? I feel like, well, shit, I mean... Men still looking woman as they want the woman. Uh, some men will want their woman to stay home, but me, I would want my woman to work like the shit. The perception of a woman is in society now. The perception of a woman is totally different, dog. Like it ain't like it used to be, bro. It's it's much broader for them. Like they they doing shit niggas is doing. So it ain't it ain't it ain't just cut and dry with them no more, bro. These these I, I keep trying to not say hoes or bitches, but fuck. <laughs> But these women, <laughs> these women are out here really getting it, bro. And you got to applaud them for that. They changed, I feel like they changed the perception of themselves over the years. Even with like, you can't even say Amber Rose is the uh, slut walk. Like, regardless of how you feel about that, there's women who are saying like, we're trying to take that word and make it, you know, powerful for us. So women are trying to change the whole perception on themselves, bro. And you got to applaud them for that. So I think women are changing the perception of themselves, bro, and that's what it is. Yeah, the whole slut walk thing. I, I had somebody. I, I had made a post on Facebook talking about the mm -hmm. slut walk, and I had Could a I friend talk? that she was she was a real big fan of, of Amber Rose about it, and they love her. I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna get to you, Mike Flex. Uh, she was a big real fan, of, and she kind of <laughs> broke it down to me with the whole meaning of a slut walk. It's more of a women empowered thing. Not just saying we a bunch of slow sluts walking around LA. But they're just sucking dick, you know what I'm saying? They ain't yeah. doing that, you know. They're trying to take it like I know people are gonna get mad, but like the word nigga, you know what I'm saying? They trying to take the word slut like the word nigga, like they trying to make it empowering, like yeah, I am a slut, whatever, nigga. Like <laughs> fuck you, like like the word bitch, you know what I'm saying? How they how they switched the they legit switched the meaning. Black women switched the meaning of the word bitch, like they until they, we they were that shit proud. Until, until we, we said, say don't, we say hey, don't get knocked out. <laughs> don't right, get right. knocked out. But that's the same <laughs> thing like nigga. It's, it's cool for me and you to say nigga, but let a white dude come in this motherfucker right now and say it and no one knows him. We're going to feel a certain type of way because he didn't have to endure that word. Like a woman had to endure that word of being a bitch. Like it means different when you call a woman a bitch. So they feel like they made that empowering. So, you know, I can't knock them for that. But you know what I'm saying? Right. My flex, my flex. I know you was, was trying to get on. What you think about this whole subject? No. Sad part about it is, he, the sad part about what he was saying was, he was a fucking 100% right. Meaning, like, we're taking these words that is, don't, it's not fucking good. 
but trying to, you know, put some positive meaning behind it. My thing is, as far as women in society, once man treats women as equals globally, like a yin and yang, because, you know, you got you know, women doing their thing, but let's be honest, in the real societies, they're not. You know what I'm saying? They still make 70 cents to the dollar or some weird shit. You do know what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying? They're still not. And we're talking globally. I'm talking about like chicks in other countries can't even learn to drive cars or getting shot in the fucking right. face for reading fucking books. <laughs> that's, that's, that's happening now. So I, what we're going on right here is positive. But like if for us to transcend to the next level as mankind until we respect the woman as equal, besides me, you, and us four or five, you know what I'm saying, globally, this shit ain't never going to work, man. Look, we've had a couple of uh, prime ministers, president, females, and other countries that did some dope-ass shit, but we've never had one here. We're not ready for that right here. You didn't want to say so. I don't think we ever going to be ready for that. <laughs> we we, ain't we never might be, be but it might. Look, Ella, we had a black president. We never thought that was in our lifetime. You never know. Nah, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. There's a lot of people with, with different religious views that, you know, right. in a Christian right. faith, it's, 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 it's Christ, then, or God, Christ, and the man, then the woman. So, Ken, you know, you wrote the article. I want to know your, your using thoughts on the perception of a role in a society. So the perception is how they looked at now. Um, you know, a lot of times when you compare just man to woman, you really judge it from a social economical tier, meaning that uh, Mike Flex, he referenced money, 70 cents to a dollar. Like, sure, yeah. Um, that's not going to change. And all the nuances that follow, like, we all know that. Um, but I want to touch on things a little bit deeper, um, how a man can be in the house. I'm going to read an excerpt that says, women are career-driven these days. And we can all attest to the fact that there are a lot of single mothers who are married. Ponder that. So it's even, see, the man in today's society, he's, he's taking a step back. And, and I don't think that it's a woman's choice to step into a man's role. I think that it's just been, it happened inadvertently because so many men out here ain't taking care of their business. So women are pretty much left with no choice. So, yeah, the money's an aspect, but there's a lot of emotional aspects to where I see men aren't available. Um, so I just wanted to touch on all that, but that's all I got. Good looking, Ken. Calum, Calum, I got to get your thoughts on this real quick before we move on. You look like you've been pondering some shit over there. Uh, for me, it, like it's whatever the woman wants at this point in society. You know what I'm saying? Now, a lot of them is choosing to use their bodies to get paid. And that's the only negative thing that I have with it, is that you guys are, have other ways to get paid than, than sexual things and showing off your body or, or a little play for pay. You know what I'm saying? And, but there are amounts of grossing this money right now. So we really want to know the, the true ramifications of what's going on to 10 years from now. What did they do with their money? Did they flip them to successful businesses? Did they all start a boutique that lasted for eight months? You know what I'm saying? So the, the story has yet to be told if, it, if it's a positive or a negative thing. 
Because if they're showing all the skin and doing all this stuff, and then 10 years from now they're going to be broke, depending upon a the man, then it's like, why do we allow you guys to do this? And now you teach on our daughters to live this way, and they're going to end up in their 40s, depending upon a man the same way. So it all depends on what the women do with the money. Y'all think it's all fun and games now, but if y'all don't turn this into some real successful enterprises, then y'all y'all wasted the era. Mm, you know what? That's that's definitely relevant. You know, when it comes can to I, can I can I can I interject on that on that same thing Adam <clears throat> was saying because the private the previous conversation earlier uh, statement was, and I wanted to get on him for that because he was more of like yo you know. Uh, women are entrepreneurs and or, or or no no his take was excuse me his take was more like as I was taking it women have the traditional role of staying back and men you know going out there getting money so I was going to hit him with the head with there's a proverb where the, there's a proverb where the guy goes out there and he leaves his chick at home but then she goes out and she takes some money and go buy some land and then when he comes back from doing whatever the fuck he was doing getting money he come to realize that his chick done flipped some bread, even though she's taking care of the house. So that goes mm-hmm. hand in hand. Yes, she can take care of the household and be successful in the real world as far as getting yeah. money. You dig what I'm saying? It's never going to be like the man going to make all that money and she sits at, sits at home on her ass all day. Those days are gone. I don't have a woman that wants to sit at home all day. You do want to say oh, wait. So, well, I, so well, I have to work well. harder to prove to her <laughs> that I don't have to sit. You do what I'm saying? I have to work yeah. double hard. She don't want to do that. She, you know what I'm saying? And so we have to cook half and half. But I, I, right. I did. I, we are on that same page. Yes. Can I ask you a question, right. Mike Flex? Can I, yeah. no, one question, Mike Flex. So Run it. And that, and, and that equal dynamic, because it seemed like it's split 50-50. Or, or that's the attempt. That's the attempt, right? Yeah. Um, do you feel certain amounts of your power is taken away because it is so 50-50 because she does have the zeal to work because she's so because she is no, so ambitious? No, two things because one, you know what I'm saying, if you got a woman who understands like what a man is a man, you dig what I'm saying, B, and then two, you as a man have to understand what a man is a man. So that means like sometimes you have to bow down and let her take control of certain things because it just makes better mathematics and does that take away from your man ego that's a personal tip you dig what i'm saying that's a man thing uh she makes more money than me i ain't gonna afraid triple quadruple why because she's a college graduate i ain't you know what i'm saying does she make more money than me yes does she have more power in the household no because she understands it's a it's a partnership you know what i'm saying bill's got to get paid he's got to eat you know what I'm saying? That's 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 how it goes at the end of it. So what I choose, or you know how I want to build upon that, that's what she is waiting to see. You know what I'm saying? Like the 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 household shit is covered. Now what the fuck mm-hmm. am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what a real woman wants. They want to sit back and support the man and push him forward type shit. Right. And at the end of the day, man, yeah. I I would say for me and my household, at the end of the day, um my wife is my helpmate. So when you go into the mindset of thinking like, oh, she's taking my my power away, uh, I think it's more of a gut check for yourself. Yeah, it's a Um, self thing. 
Yeah, you you got to you got to check yourself on on that because at the end of the day, she's supposed to elevate you. My wife, I'm where I'm at, and I've seen the success that I have seen. It's because my wife has elevated me. My wife, my wife, I I'm the I'm the breadwinner. I go out, I go to the world and try to make the money. My wife holds it down at home. She make, she makes sure the bills are paid. She does what she does. And then she also comes to me and be like, hey, I need time for me to go create so I can go write my book. My my biggest role is to support my wife's dreams. So if that means in certain instances, I got to take a backseat of my my pride and in, in, in my ego to go, I ain't washing these dishes or whatever the case may be. I, I have to t- take a step back because maybe I need to wash these dishes for my wife can go upstairs and create for her dreams and her goals because at the end of the day, she's still an individual. She still got about, things that she needs to do. So I, I would I, say. What? I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's, it, it's more so of, I, I don't feel at all that my role it has actually I felt less less as a man doing everything and my wife being stuck at home not living out her dreams and her goals you know and always putting her dreams and her goals aside to follow whatever crazy ambition I had so that's just me I mean it's 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 a lot of different ways to do it now you know because of how independent women have became become but, uh, you know, everybody do, do it their own way. You know, I don't think there's a wrong or right way to do it for anybody or any couple. Everybody got their own way of doing it. Whatever works for oh, you, yeah, no. work yeah. and do that. You know, moving right along, though. So, back to sports. You know, with the whole Jordan documentary out, and we're talking about duos. So, the dominant duos of all time, there's a, there's a list of, of five off the top of my head. I want to know what everyone think, who everyone think is the best duo as far as accomplishment, skills, talent, you know, what they went up against, error of all time. Starting with, these are the five I'm going to name. Magic and Kareem, Shaq and Kobe, Jordan and Pippen, LeBron and Wade, or Steph and, and KD. Kalem, what's the top, in your order, rank those duos all time? I, I don't know about ranking them all, but I know that Steph and Clay Thompson, not KD, but the Splash Brothers have to be number one as far as the duel. They have changed the game. None of them duels have changed the game. Shaq was dominant. He didn't change the game. Kobe did his shit. He didn't change the game. Basketball will forever be different because of the Splash Brothers. And that alone, plus what they've done in, in their five years span, with Steph becoming an, an anonymous MVP, did LeBron even get one of those? I don't even think LeBron was unanimous. Did Kobe, was it Kobe unanimous? Kobe only got one MVP, actually. Like, so oh. that's, when, when I say that, I say that history, man. They did that shit, and they ain't even done yet. Well, they finna come back, they're getting this extra rest, this quarantine probably going to be bad for the NBA because now you're going to get the Warriors back with Steph and Clay. Oh, my gosh. As much as I love Steph and Clay, Clay is definitely not the other half of that duo. It's definitely yeah. KD 
the finals MVP or two of those championships is definitely Kevin Durant. Definitely. I think it's highly blasphemous to rank that duo over any other duo for the simple fact that Golden State Warriors have four all-stars on their one team compared to two for Shaq and Kobe or two for Mike and Pitt. But can I say that the reason why is because you know that um I lost my train of thought. So, <laughs> so yeah, but uh, KD knew that he wasn't gonna get the love. That's why he left. That's true, and it's undeserving. You know, I crammed on him for going to Golden State, but you know, it's, I think it's definitely Steph and KD. Uh, Rob, I want to know your order with these top five duos of all time. Well, first off, it's not Steph and KD. It's definitely Steph and Clay. Don't ever play my nigga Clay Thompson like that, bro. That nigga scored 37 and a quarter. Relax, all right? It's definitely Steph and Clay, not Steph and KD. I don't know why you're so for sure about that. But the greatest duet in NBA history got to be Shaq and Kobe, bro. That's, I mean, it's Shaq. And Kobe Bryant, bro. What else? I, do I really have to explain that to people? Like, don't you know basketball? It's Shaq and Kobe, nigga. That's, that's like giving Michael Jordan Shaq. Like, what do you think? Like, what are you guys talking about, bro? So Shaq and Kobe would be one. Um, um number two would be. Who else was there? Jordan and Pippen. Jordan and Pippen, LeBron and D-Wade, KD and Steph, and Magic and Kareem. Mm, I don't really remember Magic and Kareem, so I'll put them at the lowest one because I don't really remember their game like that, but I'm pretty sure niggas going to hate me for that. Um, so one would be Shaq and Kobe. Two would be Clay and Steph. Don't ever play Clay Thompson. Three would be Kobe. I mean, uh, Michael and Pippen. Four would be LeBron and Wade. Because they really wasn't, like, they was cool. And then five. Nah, I put LeBron and Wade last. And I put Kareem and Matt, Kareem and Magic over them. Woo! Yeah. Man. But Shaq and Kobe number one, bro. All right. We agree on that. Shaq and Kobe number one. But what's up with everybody ranking Jordan and Pippen so low? Ken. Would you please tell them about Jordan? Because they play scrubs. They play scrubs. BJ Armstrong yeah. and Glenn Rice was not tight. <laughs> Kim, would you would you school them about Jordan? School. I needed to go. I needed, yeah. to, I needed to go before Rob, man. He actually killed it. I'm done. I can't even. Let me say, man. I need to go before him to make my point. I was gonna murder it. Hey. I ain't even. I ain't even anxious. I'm gonna keep this. I'm look. I'm gonna reserve the right for next debate, man. You gotta come to me first and stuff like that, man. Ain't even fun no more. You're welcome. You're welcome. Hey, hey Tez, Tez, what you think, man? You're I'm, welcome. I'm, I'm, here, I'm hearing a lot of disrespectful, blasphemous shit. What you think about this list? This list. Some of them niggas don't deserve to be on it. First of all. <laughs> I'ma say that. Uh, Kobe by Kobe and Shaq by far was the most that was the most dominant. So, you know, they gotta be number one. I'm not gonna shit on Mike and Pippen because 
this is like my first time actually see them play. They didn't really play nobody, but I think they were joining. Okay, your mic is something wrong with your the mic. The first two superstars that really was playing with it was Beyonce and they could play more. If George said more, and, uh, something wrong with, it, with your mic. Oh, Mike, I'm gonna come back to you. Who, okay. I see you. I see you. I want to know what you think. Jaquette, you you seem to feel a lot of fuckeries on this list. What you think about what's your order on the list? I'm tired of the disrespect to my boy Michael Jordan. Now, my question is this. My question is this, right quick. And then this will help me put my list in order. Are we talking dual? Just, are we talking more like if you had a pickup game duel or is it a team, a, a duel inside of a team? We're talking about, definitely talking about a duo inside of a team. Which duo accomplished the most, had to face the most adversity, and, you know, pretty much the, the most dominant duo? Who? First of all, the disrespect to Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. They didn't play nobody. They had to go through the boss. Uh, they had to go through the Celtics. They had to get, get through Magic Johnson. They had to um, get through um, the Detroit Pistons. Wait, hold up. Stephen and Clay, they good. It is Stephen Clay, but Stephen Clay didn't have to go through no hand checks. The the, the like like they didn't have to go through any of that. They didn't have to go against real defense like that. First of all, LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, they at the bottom of the list because their duel got beat by freaking Dirk Lovitsky. So he at the bottom of the list. And then who else we got? Mm, I, I, I give I give uh, Magic. I give Magic. And then who else? Uh, I, it would go Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. Because them boys, you're talking about adversity. Them boys won three in a row. Michael Jordan left. Scottie Pippen still took the Bulls to the Eastern Conference Final, came back, and then won three more? Okay. Then I'll go Shaq and Kobe. Shaq and Kobe, they had to go through, they had to go through Chris Webber. I'm, I'm going way back. He had to, they had to go through the Kings. Okay, cool. They had, they had to go through um, Tim Duncan. Matter of fact, Tim Duncan should be on, on that list more than LeBron and D-Wade. I would give him or even freaking I'll give Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett before I give D-Wade and, and, and LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Hey, LeBron lost to Dirk Levinsky. I'm just saying. Michael Jordan is not the Chicago Bulls are not getting the respect that we deserve. That man is the GOAT he is the greatest of all times. Put some respect on Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen's name. That's all I'm saying. You see? Oh, you heard that? You heard that? You heard that? You said, we deserve. We deserve. What the fuck? Did you hear that? We deserve. Put some respect on my man. Put some respect on his name. Take the debate, and they make it about him. We talking about duo, not Michael Jordan. 
not Michael Jordan. Hey, hey, you, you, you got to put – you can't – just like it says in the doc, a document in, in The Last Dance, Jordan says you can't say my name without Scottie Pippen. They, they, they one of the same. They but no one named Scottie Pippen. You just went on you, a five-minute rant you, and then said nothing about, about Scottie Pippen. No one ever talks about Scottie Pippen. Yeah, Mike says that, but when do you talk about Scottie? You didn't know anything about Scottie. Anything. Don't need to. I, I pointed to the hat. I'm talking Chicago Bulls. That's all you need to know, baby. That's all you need to know. They're the greatest of all times. Mike Flex, you seem to agree with that. Is that true? I know I don't necessarily agree, but I like the energy. You know, I'm saying I did go along with the <laughs> likes of the. Baby. Put some respect on the name, baby. But but I would have to say that I would have to put you know the Snoop the the, the young brother up there. You know, what I'm saying um, what's my brother from a, what's my brother from a Golden State, the light skinned brother. Stephen Curry. I like him. Stephen Clay, you baby. He, he, you don't think he can be in the greats? Definitely. That that's that's definitely another conversation. Steph is definitely. I know. I know. I just threw a shit ball in there. I'm sorry. He's definitely an all time great. Steph is an all time great right now. But I don't understand how y'all trying to slide Clay up in there. You don't think Clay? Rack. You don't think Clay will be an all time great? No. No. Clay. Hey, they will win the championships before KD. Hold on. We can't talk over each other. Clay. Clay is not in that spot because Clay don't got two finals MVPs. We can't make it seem like finals MVPs are so important for everybody else, but, you know, we dismiss the fact that Kevin Durant got two finals MVPs and Golden State would not have beat Cleveland without Kevin Durant going over there. That's just the truth. But, like, Jaquette, I hear what you're saying about the Mike and Pip thing. There is a lot of – They only won one ring together. Mike and Pip, they won six rings. Okay, but one thing you were forgetting, Ronnie, is that they had a 72-win team. Without Kevin Durant, a, a, a seventy-three win team that lost, so that don't even mean nothing. They lost. Jordan went seventy. That shows the greatness. You have to, you have to win the championship. They lost. They couldn't do it. They lost without Kevin Durant. So with that being said, who, I who, think who, who, I had, who had the best season? Jordan with the seventy-two win team? No, the Splash Brothers took that. No, I bet, you, I bet you, I bet you, will exchange that Splash seventy-three Brothers. wins for a win, ring that year. I bet you five. I bet you Jordan went seventy and one, bro. That for a ring. You know, Jordan what I'm went seventy like, and one. Jordan 70 went seventy and one. Seventy-two and ten. Seventy-two. He won. I'm going back on mute. I'm. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you know, it's 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 neither here or there. LeBron and D. I'm not a LeBron fan, but we just can't act like they didn't do no work in Miami. Like I, for me. With all these duos, I think would separate Shaq and Kobe and uh, and Jordan and Pippen is they they didn't have that third or fourth All Star or superstar with them. D Wade had and LeBron had Chris Bosh, Steph and Clay or Steph and KD, whatever you want to say. They had two other All Stars with them. Magic Kareem had Worthy that won a Finals MVP with them as a third star. Shaq and Kobe, their next best player was Derek Fisher. So. I think if it ain't Mike and Pip or Shaq and Kobe, Horace Grant was an All Star. Hell no, Horace Grant. Horace Grant was, wasn't Horace Grant an All Star? Not Horace Grant was. Oh, wasn't he All Star when he left? He's no. <laughs> you, bro. Yeah, you said it when he question. left. When, when he Mike left, left, he went to the Magic. Who did he become an All Star? No, he became an All Star after. Him and B.J. Armstrong was an All Star. 
No, those aren't all. Those aren't all-star caliber players. You, just because you make an all-star team one, one year, don't mean you're an all-star caliber player. Kyle Korver made an all-star. Dennis Robbins not an all-star. Dennis Robbins not an all-star. Yeah, yeah, but he's not a Chris. I'm gonna Bosch. go on mute. He's not a Chris Bosh, but uh, you know, we had a good show. I thank everybody for coming out, and uh, you know, we have to get into these NBA uh, debates in more in depth next time. I got some more for y'all. Thank y'all for watching What's Really Good podcast, episode number three. And we're going to be out.